This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. I think they make hand signals now for stuff like this so you can like be like you know that way like i know you want me to go to you versus you know oh for sure yeah i mean, I mean hell i i do it i don't pay attention but i don't think anybody does no i was trying to give hand signals last night uh when we were recording with uh katie a, a guest we'll have on soon and yeah, no, no one was catching anything. So, see, well, <laughs> I I have to be on my phone because that's why I out there off of my wireless it drops. Go go, Kish, go. Yo. Go, you're up. Go gadget. What am I up for? Oh no, you're just you're you're live on the air. I'm just on. Go go, Lower Rangers. I don't know if we have the clearance for that song yet, so we're going to have to beep that one out. It's, it's your job. What's good, everybody? Whose job is what? Are we firing somebody? To beep things out. I'm just here to say stupid things. That's, that's oh, kind of okay. I thought, I thought we were like doing performance reviews for end of year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, I've never... I've fired... I've never had a performance review in my life. Never? No. It's all a scam, man. Like, have you ever, like, they don't give fives ever. If it's a one to five, whatever your rating system is, you always find one reason to not give that perfect five. It's a a scam. Well, I've never been in a corporate setting, so. Ever? Oh, okay. I know I heard the get to know, but I didn't think, like, ever, ever. Like, I pictured, like, maybe you spent six months, like, Smoking a bowl outside of a call center and going in and just giving people whatever they asked for. Not even. The, nope. I went. I did work at a machine shop once, but that was like when I was like seventeen. So I will have to say, out of the the four that we've recorded so far, um, spoiler: there's there's been four recorded so far. There's another one that's going to be dropping on Thursday. Uh, yours has been my favorite to kind of edit and go through and and uh, and drop for sure. Say that. You say that for everyone, don't you? No, because you're the, the I, only person I've talked to about this. So I actually agree, man. I actually thought it was uh, 
it was probably the most entertaining one that there was. So. Well done. You're, you've lived an interesting life. I have so many more questions, not for now, obviously, about the entire, <laughs> like the working jobs to do shows on the road, because I don't think it's the same for rappers. It seems to be very unique to like singer songwriter types or band types um, than hip hop. And so I've always been more curious of how that worked, or I think the rest of us just kind of stay local because we don't know any better. But anyways, we'll save that for another pod. We may have to get a uh, a second round of get to know your Lao Ranger, a little, little deep dive. Dig in, part two. What? Well, I was saying, I t- I did tell Beep that like we should just what we should do for the next round once we finish the individual ones, do a big group one where everyone gets to ask one question of the person that's spotlighted for that episode. That would be fun. Yeah, that that would be a lot. Of, that, since we know, we're gonna be, yeah, you know, superstars. Yeah. <laughs> I love the idea of doing it and like, you know, all these nice people like Sarah and Katie and even Clinton and um, Harper, Zach Harper, they've all like gone over time that we were allowed just because they enjoyed the comment. I love the idea of like Lou becoming Bruce and cutting us off right at an hour. Like, no, I only like, asked. <laughs> like, uh, like, hard start. Like off air, like I talked to my handler. Like you told me an hour. It was an <laughs> hour. You said, "Yeah, like an NBA press conference." Like, hey, that's it. We're done. One more. Yeah, we're done. No, he's done. He's t- he's not taking questions anymore. Yeah, speaking of speaking of pressers, uh, that one from the uh, the Flyers today. God, that was great. Holy yeah. shit! I yeah, I want so bad to have. What's his name? The guy that I know behind the scenes we've talked about, the sports media journalist that they kind of, I mean, the subliminal shot was at him, right? I guess oh, I'll you, find you, it. you mean the actual, uh, the sports writer? Yeah. I can't remember his name because I know Traino is the it other one. That they, yeah. I don't remember his name, but Jimmy Traino is the other one, which I always found funny because the rejoin of Jimmy Traino, right? But uh, Al, uh, Troutwig? Oh, is trout wig one too? Am I wrong? Oh, <laughs> yeah. Do you do you picture a, a wig made out of trout, or do you picture a trout wearing a wig? <laughs> trout wig? Uh, yeah, I picture a wig that looks like like a trout Halloween topping. <laughs> I guess. What are you going for, Lou Kish? I, I imagine just like a, a wig that's made out of several trout, not just one. Like each, like instead of a strand of hair, like lock it's just a trout. Sorry. Okay, you're talking like founding fathers type, where like there's large yeah. trout that become like the curl. Okay. Yeah, but it's just I like, I like really. thinking about the uh, what's the uh, the the the, the, ba- the bass that sings, but like the trout with the Billy Big Mouth. I like Billy Big yeah, Mouth. Billy. Oh, okay. I like the little. I, I like thinking of a little fish with a little wig on it. Have I told you, Lou? I don't know. I've, I've missed this a few times. The ice. My, one of my first jobs, which was selling stolen items off of a night truck from a CVS at a flea market, uh, at the age of like thirteen, was one of the bigger at the time was the Billy Sea Bass really? off the wall. So that was actually a popular item that I was selling. That and Timex watches. Yeah. We'll save that for whenever people want to hear about Flim. But it's uh, a that, that anytime I hear about this bass fish, that's all I can think of is me in a flea market without air conditioning <laughs> selling belly to sea bass for I'm sure what was like 50% market price. Did y'all ever, actually ever have that sea bass, like whatever the singing no. bass in your house? No, or even you, though like, we had free ones, house I never, I never I had one. Of course, that's it. Yeah. Um, I, 
Oh, no, I, was saying, I just don't know a lot of people that live that life. Like, I feel like Jeff had one. But <laughs> I don't know if anybody else cared that much. Probably Aaron, too. Aaron strikes me as the guy that, that's going to have yep. it, and it's going to be, <laughs> y'all got to get a load of this. I love that that's what caused him to have the habit of looking away. He was always just looking at the fish <laughs> through the corner of his eyes. <laughs> Just kidding, Aaron. Uh, all uh, right. Man. Hey, guys. Welcome into the uh, the post-post game. Uh, you have at Beep Count with you tonight. Also joining is uh, at Fleminem underscore raps. Yes, sir. Uh, we have Kij. That is at K-I-Z-H underscore 13. Yo. That's, your, that's your cue to talk. Hey, guys. And then we have Lou Rafter in sales, uh, Jack Rafter in sales, Bruce in sales, Floyd in uh, accounting uh, at Stugat's Army 790. What's up, guys? Hello. What's going on, my man? Yeah. Um, what a weekend. So, hey. <laughs> yeah, no uh, no bleep there. Um, yeah. Uh, holy shit. Yeah. That, the, what the hell happened uh, this weekend? I feel like I aged about 17 years. I do feel for you, and I have felt for you all weekend. I know that sounds sarcastic coming from Flynn and them, but corporate Frank has felt so bad for you because last week ended on kind of a high before Friday night where we kind of were like, wow, what a unique thing. And then Friday night almost seemed like we weren't sure until today that we just reversed. And let me be clear, all four team Lower after hours and everything associated with that and Mark from Reddit. But there was still that corporate fear of like, well, we just undid what seemed like may have been a cool hype joint. So I felt for you. I was fine with it the whole time, clearly, but yeah. I did feel bad for you and your stress. So hope you're doing okay. Yeah, I, I think I got like seven at least seventeen hundred more gray hairs in this uh in this beard. And yeah, it's I haven't been sleeping. I, uh, I just I, I haven't been eating right. I, it's, it's it sucks. I I hate this corporate shit. I hate it. Anyway, who has a, who has a game we we want to play tonight? Anyone got a game? Something fun? Fun. Uh, I don't know if it's fun. I I have I have a lopic and I have a life hack attack. I love a life hack attack. Gotta have a good life hack attack. <clears throat> All right. This so th- this is something that I have have found to be very very helpful but i always forget it it always gets it always gets undone but uh you always you know how you're always losing one pair of socks like you're always at the end you'll have like eight singles and they don't match so my life hack tag is take all your socks throw them all away go out and buy one pair of all the same socks so then when you're doing laundry, you're just grabbing them you're not trying to find like okay this one has the Nike swoosh this is the golf one there it is. You have all your socks, but eventually you'll lose all, lose them all, and then you'll just buy new socks, and then you have to, your system gets thrown out of whack. But I did it for a while, for a year. It was great because literally, because doing the laundry, you're just like you, you don't even think about it. You're just grabbing two socks and rolling it up. Yeah, I I've been the same sock gang for twenty years at least. 
Anybody else? Just me? So, yeah, no, I haven't been same thought gang. And here's the other thing that I think it's a difficult game to play because of two reasons, at least for me. One, I'm anti-white sock guy. So if you wear white socks, oh. sorry, I can't do Get it. Get all the way the hell out of here. The, there are, and this may be specific to, no, I think like at Target, at least, and I'm sure it's the same at Walmart, oh, as Lou holds up a white sock. Well, white ankle it's sock brown. I may be able to deal with, but it was brown. <laughs> That looked like what I imagined Stugat's underwear looked like. <laughs> so, Abby, I feel like they switch up the sock designs on like, and I'll, I'll hold up an idea of like, so this is like a pair of like black Fruit of the Loom socks with like aqua color on it, right? And I feel like they switch up the designs because they all look kind of the same. And then eventually there's like different size stripes and different things. But here's my honest take on it. It, except for like dress socks or designer socks, if you're going with like jeans that you can see socks, who cares? Like I will, if, if I'm stuck with two black socks and at the bottom of them, one's aqua and one's yellow, zero issue whatsoever. I'll wear it and I'll go. So I, sorry for the chair noise, but I'm putting my sock back on. <laughs> I, I can't do that. I cannot really? do that. My, it my will brain. bother you all day in your oh, head? Yeah. All day. It's it's going to be like, okay, now now this step feels weird because I'm taking this step with uh, a Hanes sock and this one with uh, a Nike sock. Nope, not going to do it. Get out of here. So, I give you credit. I mean, yeah, that's well, that's why you're corporate beep and you keep things in control. <laughs> where, like, I would be like, who cares if my microphone sounds like crap? I end up limping, just, then my hip hurts because I'm limping and then my back hurts and then I, I can't sleep for another week. Yeah, oh, it sucks. It sucks, yeah. yeah. So, Kish, before you go, you made a face with Lou. Did you all, are you pro White Sock? Oh, I mean, like, I feel like I was actually against White Sock back in the day until recently, because uh, I'm three. Um, and I actually started liking the long White Socks. I think uh, more and more people are wearing them. And I was like, it actually looks kind of clean sometimes. No, it doesn't. Yeah, kind of it looks stupid. Yeah, no, yeah. If, they're, like, if they're not dirty, it looks fine. No. You made Lou shake his head because he was just talking genuine white socks. You're talking white tube socks with like shoes and shit. Yeah, yeah. I feel like they can look. You're, you're, nice. t- you're talking that like millennial. I was never, such was an never in that opinion beforehand. <clears throat> Wait, are, but, okay, uh, so are it, you talking about the remember? white socks or like the the Nike Cortez? No, no, no. He's not talking. So you're. This is. I love that you're from New Mexico because you're doing the West Coast. <laughs> yeah, you're thinking like dicky shorts, white socks. Yeah, I know what you're doing. This is different. This is shirt. like the bro talk. I love that Beep is as brown as anybody else on this podcast. <laughs> but so no, okay. you know is, what? I, I am. Yeah, no, that wasn't sarcastic. Like the fact that you went there first is great. This is like the bro thing. Like kids up in SMU that are like they have white tube socks with their sneakers on and their shorts are still above the knees like this is like a yeah no i would never do with shorts i, I gotta say that i would never do white tube sh- uh socks with shorts i would do it with pants oh then why pull them all the way up is That's this the point. way i feel i like the secureness of it you know i don't know i like okay. long socks it makes my my ankles feel better uh, it's it sounds warmer. like you're, yeah sounds like you're I, reading a, a a copy for like copper fit socks or something like that <laughs> Well, depending on your sneaker game, you got to go long socks. Like if you have some high tops on with some jeans, then you got to yeah. go high top because it mess like, your, yeah, the it shoes rides on your ankle. ankle. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And you get yeah. blisters. So I'm good with that. I thought you were talking like the bro thing, which Lou, did you think different? I thought he was doing the white tube socks pulled up with shorts. See, when I just think of the long tube socks, I just think of like the old man that wears it. Yeah, that's, that's what I used that's to the think. Same too. thing the bros are doing. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, yeah. are you talking about like the the two stripe, like up to just below the the knee? Or are you talking about like just below <laughs> mid calf? With like I'm, I'm going to post a picture in here for you while okay. you. Yeah, 
yeah it's, so it's, to I'll me it's super ahead. young that's why i was shocked by you kish yeah i mean i'm not i'm no fashionista as you can probably tell um but ah, it looks fine and i just got like a one pack of, of white socks anyways that i hadn't actually opened in forever and i was like why not whip these out see how it works and uh, i'm a fan um but more to the the other thing that lou brought up about you know getting sick and tired of matching socks um i know people who actually uh just don't care about matching their socks at all so they're always wearing unpaired socks but the one like rule that they have uh is actually that the two socks that they wear have to be of the same texture so you're not like necessarily thinking that about is. it all day like beep was saying you know so like you're not like oh like shit like my, my right foot's like a little bit uh, a millimeter higher than my left one or it's like rough or versus soft and all that stuff yeah, you can't have like some nylon dress socks <laughs> on one leg <laughs> and then Flam, cotton. Go ahead. I feel like I would not be friends with any of these people whatsoever. Exactly. No, like at all. So like, I would even a, not even a chance. Not that's even a chance. Why I thought Kiz was saying this and I was so <laughs> upset. You got pretty big. Cap. But you're right, Lou. You hate these people, right, Lou? Yeah. Especially the, <laughs> the especially the guy in the Phoenix jacket. I'm like, no. Like, no, come on. Like, I'm. <laughs> Those white uh, shorts are pretty nice, though. If anybody, anybody that does listen to this podcast, I'm going to save this link. I'm going to favorite it on my laptop, which is going to make my wife think I want to be 20 years old. <laughs> but I'm going to favorite it just so when we post the podcast, I can put a link. So if you dress like this, you know you are a douche, especially the super swole guy who skips leg day in the baller shirt. All those dudes had pretty huge cap, I got to say. So I don't think they're skipping. Yeah, I mean, you don't, you don't do that if you don't, right? That's fair. I mean, I don't know. What keeps your socks up if you don't? I don't know. I don't do leg days, so who knows? <laughs> but, um, yeah, so I guess that's a split consensus. I think me and Kish agree you can wear mismatching socks regardless if the color. I don't actually do that. Lose, lose life hack required you to be able to just buy uh, not just a pair of socks <laughs> continue to buy a drawer full of socks whenever you lost one it's the same sock though no it's not that. ever no because i mean you're more likely you're gonna have your pair of socks for five years or more yeah. i don't even remember. whoa whoa okay that, that brings up a question how long do you keep a pair of socks until, until a hole in them? yeah yeah wow, okay i don't i don't know the last time i threw away my a pair of socks that did, didn't have like a hole in it or anything like a tear one year one year i keep them for one year and then toss them what do you do you, you do you like below expiration text <laughs> well no because it's basically every christmas i get you know like a, a nice oh, old like a pack of socks. of socks and then i i toss the you know toss the previous See, year's model. But that, that's what that's what screws up my system because i get all my socks and then all these people buy me all different random socks and then it gets all out of whack so are y'all are y'all fancy sock people? Like, let's not go low ankle casual, like with jeans or anything. Like, I will not wear plain color socks. Every every long, I have an entire drawer dedicated to design, not designer because they're not fashion. Like socks with some sort of design on them. If are I'm if I'm dressing up, you know, suits or whatever, yeah, I will have sock sock game is on point, right? Um, but normal everyday, you know, jeans, shorts, whatever, it's going to be the low black or gray depending on, on what year it is ankle socks that's it okay so like jeans and dress shoes let's say like it's a guy's not or if you don't do jeans and dress shoes and i'm just a complete douche we could say that too <laughs> yeah yep. okay it's just me Perfect. okay got it 
Well, here here in Texas, you know, we we wear you know cowboy boots with the jeans, and I will even go just ankle socks with the boots. That's impressive. Wow. I also yeah. being born and raised in Texas, I do not. I do I do Oxfords with skinny jeans and designer socks because <laughs> that's how Texans do it. But you will be my friend, Lou. I don't get to be <laughs> I don't get to be shamed like these SMU kids. Okay. <laughs> that's fair. All right, so no designer socks for Lou and Kijai. Well, I, I actually I've been kind of I've been trying to now that I'm slightly older, I'm like sort of buying fancier underwear and socks. Uh, I can't. I'm, the name is is escaping me, but it's, it's not Tommy John's. It's another another brand. Um, starts with an M. How does it's Tommy John's remind you of something that starts with an M? <sighs> well, no, the, it's he's like saying a, Tommy John's because the show was always promoting. Tommy is it Jones. the MeUndies? No, it's uh. So Bill Bird does. He's he's sponsored by MeUndies, and he always has his little jingle that he reads. It gets stuck in my head sometimes. I don't know if you guys listen to Bill Burr. Fucking yeah. phenomenal podcast. Yeah, great great podcast. Been one of my favorites for God years. Yeah, but the way that Mac- he his little. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Mac Weldon is the company. Huh. Mm. Okay. All right. It's another one. I, it, they're they're like that. It's I think honestly, it's like I wanted to buy something better than Hanes, <laughs> and I didn't want to buy Tommy John's, but I do it to where I just, it get like I'm getting I'm building it up to enough where it's like well once I I once I run out of these underwears and I know it's time to do laundry. So because I tend to take a really long time to do laundry, and then I don't <laughs> I hate I hate doing laundry. It'll just sit in the basket, even if it's like there's like four shirts and like four pairs of underwear i'll just sit in the basket until i do the laundry again do y'all i don't want to keep taking this thing rogue and maybe we'll ever talk about the show but there's so many things that i think do y'all do the thing now that because now that i'm married and with a kid and now that my wife is pregnant especially we are kind of living out of our laundry basket at times like if she does laundry and she takes it upstairs there are times where like hey i'll grab a shirt a hood from here a hoodie. especially you're not going anywhere so it's the same stuff wearing every week hoodie shorts sweatpants socks like there's not a dress shirt in there it hasn't been in a year so are y'all kind of like will y'all slowly live out of it until it's like half left and then you put the rest up or i knew beep Beep is like yes beep is like you guys are serial murders seriously laundry in then into the dryer then into the basket and then into the drawer that's it like seriously you guys are fucking killing me (laughs) that was me in like college i'm not even that bad right now um yeah, sometimes I'll procrastinate and like do it the next day, but I hate doing that because everything gets wrinkled. And I actually have to go to work right now. So that, that's what I was going to gonna say. You have to go to work. So, so me and Lou haven't probably left. Well, Lou, obviously, you own your own business and you work. And I haven't <laughs> left my house to go to work in a year either, almost close to. So maybe that's, maybe it's just that we're, it's just a bunch of hoodies and sweatpants. That's all that's in our laundry right now. Yeah, yeah. that's, that's probably it. Um, I kind of want to stick right. on this, on this, uh, uh, clothing topic though because this is all going to like the top drawer right you got the underwear you got the socks undershirts do you guys do like a, a classic just plain white undershirt do you guys do a little v undershirt do you do a an, an a the, the tank top undershirt or is it no undershirts at all so i'll jump in here for t obviously for t-shirts no undershirt at all for me but if i'm or, and same with like polos if there's a button up at all i'll go undershirt I never go white, and the reason is is the one thing you'll know about white, and this is a tip if any of y'all are trying to become fashionists, 
fashionist, whatever it is. White fashionista? undershirts, fashionista. A fashionist is a racist against fashion. Fascist. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, no, the, the problem, there you go. The problem with white undershirts is they're visible. So what you want is shirts that are closer to your skin color. Even if you're white, I promise you it's not that white. And it actually makes it less visible under dress shirt. So for me, most of my undershirts that I wear will be like reds and blues or like I have like a light red, a light blue. And the closer you get to like a light color, it actually makes it less visible under dress shirts. And if you wear a white one, because it's comparing to your skin, not the shirt, even with a white shirt, it makes it more visible. And then you always go V-neck in case, depending on how you want your buttons to go, you don't see the undershirt. That's how I do it. Now with wife beaters, I do love a good wife beater here and there brand new out the bag and gray or black uh, although the white ones always feel better i don't know what's up with the cotton there but they always feel softer for some reason but i can't yeah i can't do white undershirts once i learned that like they were that's why they were so visible but, yeah i'm not much of an undershirt guy except for like sweaters but like who wants to feel wool like on your bare skin um i don't do it in in dress shirts or anything because i just sweat through unless it's really cold out which i don't have to deal with anymore thankfully um but then like yeah like i like like yeah wife beaters or whatever um just be but i never wear it outside of my house that's just like me lounging at home it's light i'm not trying like i'm okay with sweating in it and it it, it cools me off i would never you never catch me outside with one of those no but we're talking undershirts with the shirt what do you do like we don't think you're wearing g-unit tank tops <laughs> out in the streets <laughs> looking like the game yeah. So, Lou, are you an undershirt person, or are you just like let it go? I uh, I am only wear undershirts at weddings. It's the only time I ever dress up. I have one suit, and it's only for weddings. What kind of undershirt do you do though? Like, how do you go? Just the plain white. white. Yeah, oh, I just do plain white. white. Oh. Well, see, I know, no, I know, I never do, but I never, ha- I don't do a plain white shirts because all of them don't fit me anymore. So I have, I, I do like a black one. I have, a, I have a black. I have two dress shirts. I have a, a black and a blue with little white dots on it. That's those are the two. But I do have this fun tradition that I do with weddings is that uh, I for every wedding I go to, I wear the same wedding socks I wore during my wedding as a kind of like, you know, it worked out for me and my wife. And it's like my little like subtle like, hey, good luck with your like your, your new life. I bought I bought all the socks for my groomsmen at my wedding too to make sure that they were like very similar. But B, how do you do it here? So just to kind of touch on on the uh, the wedding sock game, I do the same thing. So my wife, um, as part of her wife's present to me, was uh, a, a pair of dress socks, a nice pair of dress socks, and um, uh, cufflinks custom-made cufflinks and i don't have a shirt that i can wear cufflinks for that's the only shirt that i ever you know wore cufflinks for but i i do wear those wedding socks uh whenever we're going out for an anniversary or date night or something like that uh but back to the the undershirts so i wear an undershirt underneath my my work t-shirts every day um and it's the white plain kirkland signature white undershirt uh every single day so I, I've got maybe close to fifteen or twenty in the in the top drawer right now. Undershirt just make me sweat too much. I'd rather uh, like just sweat through my clothes or like and actually dry off quicker and just wash it again. 
then wear an undershirt. So I'm just gonna. So it, people from Miami have told me that, like, yeah, that like as soon as you step, like people would actually like go out back when they were younger to clubs, and they'd have like a shirt that they put on right before the club because of how bad it can be. And so like they would drive there and then put the, shirt the club on. shirt. Yeah, like I, I just picture like people like dry cleaning, like they're all acting cool and they all have dry cleaning in the back and like throw it on right before the club. But I so, just like beat. We gotta back. We, we gotta work on the white undershirt game, beat. Like we got we gotta turn that into like. Just, just turn it into like a light color. I promise you, you won't see it as well. You'll love it. You'll feel. I wear black alive. t-shirts. My my uniform is black t-shirts. Oh, so. okay. So you can't see through them anyways. You, yeah, you can't. You can't see through them at all. So. All right. Sorry. Yeah. And what's the point of the undershirt? I don't get it. Like, why wear one? It's just a comfort thing. So people just yeah, do that. it's a comfort thing. And so the material of the shirts is, uh, it's a dry fit shirt. But it's uh, kind of loose, moisture wicking shirts, and they it hurts the nipples. It all oh, there's a lot yeah. of chafe. Uh, yeah, I, I, yeah. I got to chill the chafe. I'm with you. I, I there were like certain army shirts and that were like that too, and you start running and you're not even just running, just wearing and like, yeah, th- there's nothing worse than a good nipple chafe. And I'm I'm like Mike Ryan. I got pepperoni nips, so it, those hurt even worse. So I'm with you. I understand why you do it. Yeah. So the first the first couple of shifts I did, you know at this at this job was uh very painful it was a it was a uh painful lesson to learn but yeah, you know, i don't have learned issue. i lived and i wear white undershirts now i've also never worked at a job where i had a uniform hmm. i mean i i wear t-shirts jeans and, and, a, and a hat so i mean it's not like you know i'm yeah. i'm fucking buttoned up corporate the only time i'm buttoned up is when i'm running this fucking thing <laughs> <laughs> All right, Lou, you had a lopic before. All right, so I um, I was I thought about this day, and now I'm realizing I, my lopic had to do with Stugatz after I said earlier I don't remember him being on the show. But so my lopic was, and it was when he was getting ready to call Chad Henny. I was like, well, what what does he tell them? Like who? Do, like how, what does he say? Hey, I'm Stugatz from ESP. Can't say ESPN. So I was kind of curious if what lie he either makes up or like what does he tell people. I'm sure it's still from the Dan Levitard show. Like, hey, this is Stu Goss from the Levitard show. You know, we we had John 18 years ago when you were down here in Miami. Yeah, yeah but I, see, like, I, even but even when he does the 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 reservations, he doesn't say I'm the Dan, I'm I'm with the Levitard show. He's like, I, he says I work with ESPN. He drops ESPN because I feel like if you know that's what I mean. Like, I feel like you know, if Chad Henney may not remember them, so he might not remember Dan Levitar, but he would remember, oh, this guy works I, for ESPN. I think that for the for the reservations, ESPN is the way to go because you're usually talking to people like, you don't know who you're talking to, right? Like, so ESPN is obviously the four letters. Chad Henney knows who Dan Levitar is. Like, there's just Henny. zero chance that yeah. he does. And I know that we're, we're the biggest fans and we're like, maybe we make too much of Dan Levitar at times, but... I think this kind of proved that maybe we don't even understand because we're far from Miami that he's bigger than even we thought, because to us, he's this unique universe. And then when you really start paying attention, Adam McKay and Hank Azaria, like it's like, maybe he's bigger than even we thought he was, even though we're the people making a show about him. He's the biggest. (laughs) In every sense of the word. In every sense of the word. So yeah, I think the Dan Libertard works. However, if he was going to do it as a bit, I think he still uses ESPN. I think Stu Gatz <laughs> still says ESPN. He, he either says I work at ESPN or I worked at ESPN. Like, hey, this is Stu Gatz 
from ESPN or, hey, this is Stu Gatz. I work the ESPN. Or, hey, this is Stu Gatz, uh, you know, the guy that's starting the launch up, uh, the launch up company with John Skipper from ESPN. It's like he pretends he's Dan. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So kind of touching on the uh, on the reservation story and how Stu Gatz would say that he's, you know, from ESPN. I kind of have a, uh, a little story to tell from back in my uh, my acting days in Albuquerque. Um, there was a uh, <clears throat> kind of a popular nightclub there in Albuquerque. It was kind of hard to get into, bottle service, that kind of stuff. Um, I would call up uh, this this club from a Skype number uh, that had a Los Angeles area code, and I would tell them that I work with actor X. Um, he's going to be coming by tonight. Can we get a table set up for him? Um, you know, bottle service. Can we talk about getting that comped? Blah, blah, blah. Uh, and it took about two or three times of trying to call this place to get this bottle comped. Uh, and I finally did uh, when I dropped one name, uh, Jason Bateman. Um, I told the club that, uh, you know, J- <laughs> Jason Bateman's he's, he's out here. He's filming a, a movie here in Albuquerque. Um, he'll be coming by the club. Uh, his, his people will be there. Uh, he'll, he'll come by later. Of course, he never showed up, but me and, you know, three of my boys had the time of our life, um, on, on the house. So that was, yeah, it was fucking phenomenal. Um, you know, you, you kind of walk in like, like you're supposed to be there. You own it, you know, and you get, we got two bottles of gray goose, um, and a box of cigars that were just, here you go. Thanks for coming in. Did they but ever movie eventually movie. be like, yeah do they ever like come back and be like hey because i imagine you always in the movies when the people play the scam are like hey sir uh you know if you know jason doesn't show up you know you're gonna have to leave you're gonna have to pay for this did anybody ever never not once and and well we because we only did the one time um and i think once was was more than enough um yeah hold on what are the names that didn't work the only one I remember is Jason Bateman. That's the only one that, okay. that I remember working. Um, he was I, there I was just filming. Curious, like how many names you went through because and Jason <laughs> Bateman's a great, like great actor. Well, and been, this is before like he started being big. Yeah, so this is right. back when he was he was filming a movie called uh, Paul. It was about a an alien that landed. Uh, God, this is what two thousand seven, two thousand eight, something like that. Um, yeah, he was filming that out in Albuquerque and. So for the those of y'all that don't know, Lou, aka Bruce and Sells, is our conspiracy theorist. And he looked so confused when Beep said Paul, but then when he started describing it as an alien movie, his face <laughs> automatically recognized the movie. And I just loved it. He was like, Oh, yep, I've seen it. No, I haven't seen it, but I think I mean, wasn't like I wasn't like Seth Rogan the voice of Paul he or was. he was. So Seth Rogan was actually he had either just filmed a movie there um, or he was about to film a movie there. And I, so there was something about Seth Rogen being in, involved. Um, he was filming uh, observe and report or he was the uh, mall security guard that wanted to be a cop um, that. So I was actually the funny story. So I was uh, Seth Rogen's uh, stand in uh, for about a week of that, of that show. Um, that was 2000 nine maybe something like that um, so observant report i have a picture that i will send y'all when i was at jazz fest in new orleans 
of me kissing Celia Weston on the cheek. And if you don't know who Celia Weston is, she's the older redhead from Observe and Report that is an actress there. And they denied her access to like a bar or club and they didn't believe who she was. And we had this whole drunken deep conversation like, how do they not know who you are? I was like, Observe and Report. I was just yelling at her. And then she was like, you're so sweet. Kiss me. And so I like turned her and kissed Celia Weston on the cheek. And so I will share this as we continue the conversation. I'll try to find it and share it in a separate chat. But Was that before or after you um, met, met Lupe? Lupe? Was that before? I want to say it was the same night and immediately after. Because I want to, the way I remember it, it was Lupe loved me. He thought I was the best rapper he'd ever met. <laughs> And then we turned a corner and Celia Weston was just yelling at people. And I was like, observe and report. Because naturally what you do is go from Lupe Fiasco to Celia Weston. So, Did she also yeah. compliment your rapping skills, allegedly? <laughs> she just wanted to make out with me. I mean, same. Same. Thank you. <laughs> she just wants to fuck you. That's what he's saying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Putting this bit around, and I didn't say no. So no, <laughs> I knew a fun once. Anyway, right. anyway, um, I that's uh, that's gonna do it for us tonight. Normally we would uh, go right into the uh, the weekly beep count, we, weekly beep count brought to you by at beep count, but uh, there was no beep count today. Um, so yeah, that's about it. Thanks a lot for, uh, for joining us tonight here on the post-post game. Uh, again, we had Fleminem Raps. We had Kij, Lou, and Sales, and the Deep Count. Thanks a lot. Thanks for listening to this episode of Lauer After Hours. You can always reach us on Twitter at Lauer After Hours or Instagram at Lauer After Hours. We're available wherever you get podcasts, so don't forget to download, subscribe, review, and rate five stars. Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in a new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series now streaming on Showtime.